Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds in stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's ARKseedkits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. Arcseedkits.com. Today is August 23rd, 2021, and our first story, Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine is officially FDA approved, and here come the mandates. One Democrat has proposed a bill requiring vaccination for departing from and arriving to any U.S. airport. We can't stand for this stuff. Now, I think the vaccines are great. I think you go to your doctor and talk about what's right for you. But the authoritarian mandates lead only in one direction, which brings us to our next story. In Australia, They're issuing warrants for people suspected of having COVID. They're building quarantine camps. It's getting extremely draconian. Hundreds of people have been arrested protesting the lockdowns. In our last story, Antifa and right-wing groups clashed in Portland. The media obviously takes the side of the far-left extremists, but a gun battle ensued with two people shooting at each other. Man, this escalation is freaky. Now, if you like the show, please give us a good review and leave us five stars. And if you really like the show, tell your friends about it. It's the best way to help a podcast grow. Now, let's get into that first story. Recently, Donald Trump held a rally. During the rally, he told everybody to go get the vaccine and he was booed which I'm sure he didn't expect. But he said, hey, look, that's your freedom. You know, you make the choice that's right for you. There's a couple interesting things about this one. I was told that Trump supporters were in a cult and just would do anything Trump said to do. Apparently, that's not true. And the other thing is, I don't think celebrities or high profile personalities should be telling people to get the vaccine. I believe they should be telling people to talk to your doctor. I did that for a few reasons. I don't want to be responsible for your medical decisions. I don't know your medical history. And some people have either risk factors or underlying conditions, meaning you should say this. Look, everybody, talk to a trusted doctor. You know, I'm not saying go talk to someone you don't know or trust. I'm saying talk to someone you do trust and make the decision that's right for you. Trump said that's your freedom. Well, we've got big news. There's going to be a lot more mandates now because the FDA has formally approved the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccination. It was previously under emergency use authorization. Now it's fully FDA approved. This means they can market the product and you're likely going to see way more mandates. New York public schools have just issued a mandate. All staff must be vaccinated. We now have the military. Pentagon is saying COVID-19 vaccines will be mandatory. So, expect to see a lot more. And as per the title of this video, a Democrat has introduced a bill 
mandating vaccination to travel to and from U.S. airports. Previously, we heard that the Biden administration was talking about requiring a vaccine for for interstate travel. And many people, well, they were questioning what that meant. I mean, can I drive across the bridge to West Virginia? Does that mean I can't get on a train or a plane? Well, the administration said it may be too polarizing. And yeah, absolutely. I, I, I look, I think vaccines are great. But I think you're getting into really dangerous territory and start creating second class citizens. Well, now we have the bill. It doesn't mean it's going to pass, but certainly here we go. There's a lot of challenges with vaccine mandates. You know, as, as I've mentioned many, many times, there are people who want to get it who just can't. So how about we have very, very strict and, and, and seri- a serious approach to how we handle this? Instead, we're getting just straight up vaccine zealots. Get it or else. OK, look. I think you, you go to your doctor. I'm not, make, I'm not making that choice for you. But what about people with disabilities and ailments or risk factors? Based on New York City's mandate with the teachers, how many teachers are about to get fired on September 13th? How many businesses are going to be forced to terminate employees? This is the problem with vaccine mandates. They are eliminating medical exemptions and they are eliminating negative test alternatives. Before they were saying, okay, you either have the vaccine or you get a negative test. They're getting rid of that now. Think of what's going to happen once they mandate the vaccine for domestic travel, for going to and from airports. How many people with with issues like multiple sclerosis or epilepsy or a history of anaphylaxis or some other nerve disorder, Guillain-Barre syndrome, are going to be told straight up, you are no longer allowed to fly. That we can't have that. It violates the, the ADA, the Americans with, with, with Disabilities Act. We've got to have anti-discrimination and fairness. And that means these mandates will not work. Now, as for celebrities telling people to get vaccinated, I, 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 I'm just sick of the double standard. You know, celebrities come out and they tell you do all these things. And I don't think they should be giving medical advice. But so long as they do, and so long as the media is towing this line and pushing this, you will see Democrats comfortable with discriminating against people with disabilities. That is a slippery slope. In Australia, we see how bad things are getting. New York City is crossing the line to an extreme degree, and it's spreading. Let's take a look at what's going on with these stories, because we have, we have very interesting politics here. Notably, in, in Florida, doctors walked out of the hospital in protest because they're treating unvaccinated COVID patients, and they're sick of it. Meanwhile, other hospitals see doctors protesting because they don't want to get the vaccine. Look, I think we got FDA approval. A lot of hesitant people can rest easy on that. Look, you don't got to trust the government, but there's a certain level of trust. I don't think there's a grand conspiracy. I think it's it's safe and it's fine. And ultimately, it doesn't matter what I think, because I'm not going to tell you what to do. I think you go do what you want to do. But I'm just sick of the authoritarianism. That's it. I want people to have an op- to have equal opportunity in this country. And it seems to be that the authoritarian left faction is just all about discrimination. Let's 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 read the news and we'll, we'll talk about what's going on with this uh, H.R. 4980 about domestic travel. Before we get started, head over to TimCast.com, become a member and you will get an advertisement free experience on all our news articles, as well as access to our members only podcast segments and we are now going to have behind the scenes segments from the Cast Castle vlog. We've got a great behind the scenes segment we'll put up shortly with Dave Smith, the comedian and libertarian. And it's just us hanging out. Uh, you know, when people come and hang out, we're filming for the vlog. We get this 
not so family friendly version of uh, events. And we'll put that up for members only. So we got more and more content coming your way at TimCast.com. But don't forget to like this video, subscribe to this channel, share it with your friends. Let's read the news from TimCast.com. FDA approves Pfizer COVID-19 vaccination. They say eight months ago, the same vaccination was first to be granted emergency approval in the U.S. In July, the federal government bought an additional 200 million doses of the company's COVID-19 vaccine. They should be delivered from October 2021 through April 2022. So far, the U.S. has exercised its option to buy 500 million of the 600 million doses of Pfizer's vaccine that were secured through an agreement announced last year by Trump. Pfizer CEO Albert Bourla said in a statement at the time, Vaccines have been and will remain critical to protecting lives against the devastating disease. These additional doses will help the U.S. government ensure broad vaccine access into the next year. The license application includes more than 340,000 pages of material. That's that. That's good. The earlier emergency use authorization submission was 110,000 pages. Hey, there's more developing. There's more information. That's good, right? The approval of Pfizer-BioNTech's vaccine was based on its clinical trial of 44,000 people, half of whom got the shots, the company said. The median six-month follow-up period for safety and efficacy began after participants received their second dose, Pfizer said. The company plans to follow the enrollees for 24 months. To qualify for FDA emergency use authorization last December, the company followed trial participants for a median of two months after getting the second shot. Quote, The FDA decision also clears the way for companies to market their vaccine, which is not permitted without full licensure. And it may launch a race for booster shots, allowing doctors to prescribe extra Pfizer BioNTech shots off label to anyone they think should get one. That's particularly interesting. I certainly hope that your doctor is someone you trust, who is knowledgeable. And if you feel that your doctor doesn't know what's going on or what they're talking about, I just recommend you get a better doctor. I say this, look, it is your personal decision. We had uh, Kurt Schlichter. He's been on the show a couple times. He's a rad dude. He's conservative. He writes a bunch of books and he went to his doctor and his doctor was knowledgeable on all of this stuff and says, Kurt, you should get it. And that's Kurt's choice. And that, that, there you go. I think it's up to you. And I think you have to find a good doctor. But let's talk about when things go overboard. From the New York Times, The Pentagon moves to make vaccination mandatory in line with the FDA's approval. With the FDA approval, more and more companies now are are going to be issuing these mandates. And I am not a fan because not everybody is able to, to, to exist in this manner. And this is where it gets more worrying. From Must Read Alaska, I must admit, not a source I would ever typically use. I'm not familiar with it, but... There's very few people covering this story. Congressman files bill to make vaccines mandatory for commercial flight. H.R. 4980, offered by Democrat Rep. Richie Torres of New York, directs the Secretary of Homeland Security to, quote, ensure that any individual traveling on a flight that departs from or arrives to an airport inside the U.S. or a territory of the U.S. is fully vaccinated against COVID-19. The vaccine passport legislation conflicts with what airlines are telling customers which is that there is no place safer to be than on an airplane when it comes to COVID-19. Quote, flying on an airplane is safer than grocery shopping or eating out, says expert, uh, says experts. The Alaska Airlines blog has said for months, according to research, airplanes are the safest indoor environments globally and flying remains relatively low risk. The CDC and uh, requires international travels to show a negative COVID-19 test before boarding a flight to the U.S., but has no mandate for vaccinations. Well, here we go. 
from Congress.gov, H.R. 4980, to direct the Secretary of Homeland Security to ensure that any individual traveling on a flight that departs from or arrives to an airport inside the U.S. or a territory of the U.S. is fully vaccinated against COVID-19. They say, did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S.? With more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S., they have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code POOL at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code POOL at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code POOL. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Mr. Torres of New York introduced the following bill, which was referred to the Committee on Homeland Security. Section 1, Air Transportation Vaccination Requirement. A, in general, the Secretary of Homeland Security, acting through the Administrator of the Transportation Security Administration, shall take such actions as are necessary to ensure that any individual traveling on a flight that departs from, we get it, it's in the name. B, exception. Now, see, this is where there's, there's interesting things. In carrying out subsection A, the secretary shall, secretary shall ensure there is an exception to the requirement described in such subsection for an individual who is ineligible or medically unable to be fully vaccinated against COVID-19. I love it. Not the mandates. I don't love that. But I appreciate they're at least putting in an exception. Now, I want to stress they say ineligible or medically unable to be fully vaccinated against COVID-19. They say in this act, the term fully vaccinated means receiving all recommended doses of a COVID-19 vaccine that is licensed under 351 of the Public Health Services Act. There are two. Well, there, there's two big problems here out of the three uh, um, paragraphs. First, I will state what is fine and good. The exception says ineligible. Now, ineligible, I believe, just means uh, it's broad, I suppose. There has to be faith-based exemptions. There are certain religions that we cannot violate their right to practice, not tainting their blood. I know, I know you might not agree with their religious views, but we've got to tread carefully. There are certain people who don't allow injections or transfusions, and yes, they lose their lives sometimes because of this. I would imagine that falls under ineligible, but we'll see. I'm not a fan of the legislation as a whole. Medically unable, that's, that's, that, that, that's the right thing to do. We cannot just force everybody because some people can't. Now, here's the issue. I don't think that we should have general mandates for this. There has to be some limit to personal responsibility. But more importantly, in the definitions, they say fully vaccinated. Well, as we know, they've now been recommending booster shots eight months after getting your second dose. They're saying get a booster shot. The problem I have here is if it's an ever changing goal, we I, I just it's it's a downward spiral. It's a downward spiral of uh, continually expanding authoritarianism and more and more mandates. There are hard ethical questions here, I have to admit. You know, uh, we, we don't want 
novel viruses with long-term health effects to be persistent. And the challenge, I think, with COVID is that it's not airborne Ebola, but it's also much worse than the flu. People who get long COVID end up having long-term symptoms. And there's a few prominent individuals you may have seen who are not leftists who have talked about having long COVID symptoms that last for a really long time. I certainly think politics is mucking everything up. And that's why I am on the side of you making the choice that's right for you. Because I don't want some partisan zealot just to be like, we must or we mustn't simply because my tribe said so. It's, it's insane. Okay. There's a lot of people who are like, everyone has to do it no matter what. And it's like, I'm going to go talk to my doctor. I'm going to figure out what makes sense for me. I'm going to look at the risk factors. I'm going to look at the demographics. I'm going to look at my personal health. And then I'm going to say, doc, what do you think? And if there's a doctor I don't trust, I'm going to find a second opinion. That's normal. But when you get zealots and you get conspiracy theorists, you, you end up with the worst of everything. I don't like the mandates. I really, really don't. I think it's oppressive on the commons and it's stripping away individuality, uh, individualism, decentralization. It is centralizing power in a very, very bad way. What do we do about it? Honestly, I can't give you those answers. I don't know. I can just tell you that we have to make sure we do everything in our power to speak up and oppose measures like what they're doing in Australia, which are insane. But here we go. Mandate uh, for those in the military. The New York Times says full federal approval for the Pfizer BioNTech COVID vaccine for those 16 and older is opening the way for institutions like the military, corporate employers, hospitals and school districts to announce vaccine mandates for their employees. National medical groups hailed the step. A joint statement by the American Medical Association, America, American Hospital Association and the American Nurses Association called it a major step forward in the worldwide effort to end this pandemic. Today's news marks a critical moment for the people who were concerned about getting vaccinated due to the vaccines being authorized for emergency use. With millions of data points on the vaccine safety and efficacy over nearly nine months of vaccinations, every I is dotted, every T is crossed. The groups added, with the Delta variant surging, there has never been a better time to get vaccinated. One of the first and largest is uh, one of the first and largest at the Pentagon which announced on Monday that it was moving ahead with plans to require all active duty troops to be vaccinated. Defense Secretary Lloyd J. Austin III will soon send specific vaccination guidelines to the country's 1.4 million active duty service members, the Pentagon said. Mr. Austin had already received authorization from President Biden to mandate vaccines for troops once the vaccine was fully approved, and he is moving swiftly to put the plans into action, said John F. Kirby, the Pentagon spokesman. I want to point something out for everybody that, that I find confusing. I'm not a big fan of tribalist general anti-vaxxer stuff. I think there's political questions that need to be asked. And I think we got to be wary of authoritarians for sure. But people who enlist or sign up for the military already get a bunch of vaccines. This is the weirdest thing to me that a lot of people are saying, oh, they, they don't want to get it or, or, you know, they won't. And I'm like, here's what I genuinely don't understand. And, and, and you don't have to agree with me, but I, I know a bunch of people in the army. They say they, they got in and they went to, you know, when, when they were going through basic, they got a bunch of vaccines and shots. And they're like, what were they? I'm like, a bunch of shots. I went to a doctor once to get a bunch of vaccines and I got a bunch of vaccines. If this is FDA approved, I, I just don't understand what people think. I, I, no, I get it. Listen, when I got the like, uh, what did I get? I got hep A and yellow fever shots and a bunch of others. People are like, those have been around for decades. So we know long term effects. 
Absolutely. This is why I think your personal decisions matter in this one. And I, I think we are we are treading dangerously towards authoritarianism. I think people should pay attention to that. But for the military, you sign up. I mean, how much do you really even get paid when you're like, what is it, E1? Like when you're a private or whatever rank you get right when you enlist, they don't treat you like that well, you know? So I'm like, what do you expect is going to happen when you're in the military? I mean, apparently I'm, I'm hearing that some people will get an, an, an administrative discharge if they don't get it. But my attitude is like, look, it's FDA approved. What about any other medication you get? I, I think even like Mike Cernovich was pointing this out. There are a lot of people who claim to be worried about their health, but they don't take care of their health. They eat garbage food. They don't exercise. There are people who are like, well, I don't know what's in it. It's on the CDC website. Don't trust them. Why would you trust the FDA or any other product when you're reading the ingredients list? They list everything. Look, I'm not a big fan of government in general. I lean more libertarian, but I certainly think there's Occam's razor. You can look on the CDC website. A lot of concerns are addressed on the website. My issue is the authoritarianism. And I think if a doctor recommends it, I think you should follow through with, with what your doctor recommends. I don't understand how there can be people who go to the doctor and are prescribed a whole bunch of things they don't even read about, but this is what they take issue with. I, you know what? Here's what I can say. I think what's obvious is that people don't trust the media. And the more we see like CNN doing an ad for vaccines, the more people are like, these people are not trustworthy and thus I'm skeptical of this. I don't, I, I don't, I don't know to tell people. Because I, I understand the media lies all the time. But I can only just say this. By all means, disagree with me. By all means, comment if you do. You have the rights and the freedoms to choose what's right for you, which is what I think most of us agree on. But it, just, just think about this. Why would you trust one doctor over another when they're contradicting each other? This is a, a legitimate question. If you go to your doctor and they recommend something, that's all you need to do. But why would you... Why would it... Like... If you're prescribed a medication, you've probably never Google searched what it was. And I'm sure some of you have, because I do. I do. I've been prescribed, prescribed things in the past. I told the story before. I Googled it and said, hey, this has got a side effect I'm not a, a fan of. And they were like, we can switch it for something else. I'm like, cool. That's it. You just talk to your doctor, right? But there's a ton of medications where they're like, this is what it's called. And I'm like, I got no idea what that is. Tr I trust you, doc, I guess. What am I supposed to do? If I get sick with something and they're like, here's an antibiotic, I'm going to be like, I don't know about that one. Or I can be like, you know, I put my faith in you that you're going to try and do right by me. The problem I have is this opens the door to tons of really, really awful things. For one, in New York, they're mandating identification. Okay, papers, please, is not a good thing. We don't want that. But this is where we're headed. And even if we think it's, it's great that there's an FDA-approved COVID vaccine, it's not great that it can lead down the path of requiring a whole bunch of medical treatments. And we should mention the slippery slope is not a fallacy. Sometimes it may be if it's exaggerated, but sometimes it's real. The New York Times says, The move is intended to harden the country's defenses against the highly contagious Delta variant, which has driven new cases and hospitalizations up across the country, especially in areas with low rates of vaccination where many military bases are located. Biden announced last month that all federal employees and on-site contractors must be vaccinated against coronavirus or else submit to regular testing and other measures. The requirement applied to the 766,372 civilians working for the Defense Department, but not active duty service members. Mr. Austin has previously said that he would not be comfortable imposing a mandate before vaccines were fully approved by the FDA. Earlier this year, 
The New York Times reported that there was an undercurrent of resistance to the vaccine in the armed forces. Again, you know, I don't quite understand why you would enlist or sign up and then take issue with only one vaccine. I I, got to be honest. You can explain it to me why people feel that way. I know uh, trust in institutions at an all time low, but maybe that's the real issue. Now we're going to see something interesting. As I've mentioned several times, Mr. Steve Bannon told me that come August 15th, we would see, you know, pandemonium. We would see parents freaking out over what their schools were doing to their children. And he wasn't wrong. Now, it's not like the French Revolution or anything, but we did see parents protesting like crazy. What's going to happen now with these uh, uh, COVID vaccine mandates for all staff? Now, it's not the vaccine. My understanding is not approved for people under uh, 16. So they're, they're still waiting for 12 to 15 year old approval. There's a lot of questions about risk factors. But again, take it up with your doctor and talk to you, them about your kids and make sure you trust them. The issue now is what will happen when schools can't reopen? I'm sure a lot of teachers are going to have no problem with getting the vaccine. But what about the ones who physically can't? Are they they're going to lose teachers from Gothamist.com? They say, all New York City school staff will be required to take the COVID-19 vaccines according to a new mandate announced by Monday, announced Monday by Mayor Bill de Blasio. The mayor is expected to share further details at his daily press conference at 10 a.m. The mandate arrived Monday morning just as the FDA approved Pfizer's vaccine. Unlike other city employees like hospital workers, Department of Education staff will not have an alternative to the vaccine, such as weekly testing. The policy will take effect September 27th and will require all Department of Education employees to upload proof of a first dose of the vaccination to an online portal. Nearly one million public school students will return to school on September 13th. Our school must be safe spaces for our students, Porter said Monday, calling the the school staff vaccinations another layer of protection for our kids. Back in late July, the mayor called for all city employees to be vaccinated or undergo weekly COVID-19 testing. By mid-September, by mid-September, since then, city employee vaccinations have increased just four points, with 58% having at least one dose as early as last week. That means we can see 42% of teachers and other public sector employees being fired. Do you think people are just going to, this is America, man. People are defiant. And, And you know what? What they're not factoring into this is that there could be a very large portion of people who've been advised against it. They're not showing you that in, this, in these statistics. And I think people need to consider that. It's not just about underlying medical conditions. It's about faith-based ineligibility, and it's about risk factors. Somebody who may want to get pregnant, and a doctor talks to them about potential risks, the CDC does recommend that even if you're pregnant, you can get the vaccine. But a doctor may say something specific about you and your pregnancy. Maybe there's a woman, and she's got low iron. Okay, well, the CDC can recommend it generally, but a doctor might advise. Otherwise, it's why you got to talk to your doctors. That's why I'm not a fan of these celebrities coming out just telling you what to do, even if it is Donald Trump. Gothamist says the city's announcement added uh, added that 63 percent of school staff have have had at least one dose. Okay, so it's in this instance, it'll be 37 percent of teachers who probably get the boot. De Blasio said on Monday that he would immediately start working with labor unions to address the mandate. Michael Mulgrew, president of the United Federation of Teachers, which represents 84,000 teachers and paraprofessionals, said in a statement, our first priority is keeping our kids safe and the schools open. The city's teachers have led the way on this issue with the great majority already vaccinated. While the city is asserting its legal authority to establish this mandate, 
There are many implementation details, including provisions for medical exceptions, which we need, that by law must be negotiated with the UFT and other unions, and if necessary, resolved by arbitration. My friends, there are no medical exemptions in New York. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. But check this out. Let's talk about the split from Newsweek. Dozens of Florida doctors exhausted by unvaccinated COVID patients beg people to get the shot. Newsweek reports. Uh, dozens of South Florida doctors gathered early Monday to beg people to get a COVID-19 shot, citing their exhaustion and frustration with the flood of unvaccinated patients in their care. Quote, a large majority of hospitalized COVID patients are unvaccinated. This is not only upsetting, but it's also frustrating to all of us who are here today. Dr. Jennifer B- uh, Butchiz- uh, Butchiner said, neuro- uh, uh, a-, a neurologist and stroke d- uh, director at the Jupiter Medical Center said, Many of these patients have decided not to get vaccinated, but when they're vaccinated, they tell us they wish they had. We are exhausted. Our patients and resources are running low, and we need your help. Dr. Rupesh Daria, an internal medicine specialist at Palm Beach Gardens, pleaded. 50 to 75 doctors from various hospitals in Palm Beach County gathered Monday morning before heading to their hospitals, intensive care units, emergency rooms, and operating rooms to urge Floridians to get vaccinated as the state sees a massive surge in hospitalizations. We are all here behind me together as your community doctors and hospitals with one simple message that can save your life. Please go get vaccinated and wear a mask. Now, these are doctors. I can absolutely respect that. They're not your doctor. So I, I hear these things and I say, OK, all right, let me let me talk to my doctor and figure out my risk factors. And, and maybe you should, too. Well, then what about this? The inverse from The New York Times, a hospital finds an unlikely group opposing vaccinations. It's workers. When a Staten Island hospital implemented a vaccine or testing mandate, some of its staff staged angry protests. Movement started discreetly, just a handful of people communicating on encrypted apps like WhatsApp and Signal. But in just days, it had ballooned tenfold. And within two weeks, it had turned into a full-blown public protest with people waving picket signs to denounce efforts to push them to receive coronavirus vaccines. But these were not just any vaccine resistors. They were nurses, medical technicians, infection control officers, and other staff who work at a hospital in Staten Island, which is the highest rate of COVID-19 infection of any borough of New York City. Well, let me just tell you, when you use an iron fist, don't be surprised when people reject you. This is the big problem. Okay, CNN put out an, an ad, I guess. It was some kind of, you know, talking about get your vaccine. And I'm like, who are they talking to? The people who watch CNN are fine with it. They're not convincing anyone. In fact, because they've been so partisan and untrustworthy, they're just making more people hesitant. Here's what you need to do. Separate yourselves from the culture war. That's what many of our guests on Tim IRL have done. Okay, you want to think critically and reasonably. Why? It's tough. I, I am generally pro-vaccine, pro-standard medical science, trusting of my doctors, even fully recognizing that you shouldn't blindly trust anybody. But I don't know what to tell you. I really, really don't. And I'm not, I'm not, I, don't, I think ultimately so long as, you know, I believe what I believe 
You know, many of you probably agree with me on this issue. It's just a personal issue. We got to get rid of the authoritarianism. That's the problem. You want to talk about getting more people vaccinated? Stop bashing people over the head with it. If anything, it's making things worse. It's making more people double down, like we're seeing with this story right here. Originally, it was just a few people saying, I don't know about this. Now it's a full-blown protest because they're saying, you can't make me do anything. I was at Vice, the, the, the media company. They said, hey, let's go to Venezuela. I said, okay. Security company said, you need these handful of vaccines. Vice says, you have to get them. I said, okay. <laughs> I went to a doctor. You know, I understand. I do that these are new. And so we just got FDA approval. So I fully respect people who are talking to their doctors and maybe they're saying, you know, they want to wait a little bit or whatever. That's not my decision. That's yours. I just, I genuinely am confused by a lot of this. I really am. I think mandating this is what's making the problem worse. I think if they didn't mandate it, tons of people would just be like, yeah, you know, whatever, I'll get it. Because they mandate it, they've turned it into a political issue. And because of the political issue, you end up with the hesitant, which admittedly the largest uh, education group among the hesitant are PhDs, whatever that means. And then you have the zealots, people of master's degrees and bachelors. I can't stand the zealotry, man. I really, really can't. When I, when I, uh, so last week I went on Fox News talking about how New York has no medical exemptions and how that's shockingly authoritarian and insane. I had people on the left, these leftists saying, what's your point? And I'm like, we shouldn't tell people who have MS and epilepsy and, and history of anaphylaxis and cancer. They can't participate in society anymore. Like that's messed up. But if a private business makes a choice, man, that's tough, isn't it? I don't think they should discriminate. So there's got to be faith based and medical exemptions. And any good actual liberal would believe those things. But I don't know what liberal means anymore. Used to be that liberals were like, OK, we can't discriminate. So that means there's got to be faith and medical exemptions, right? Yeah, not anymore. New York has none of that. That's my problem here. Creating a fair uh, society and equal opportunity. But when you have zealots like Bill de Blasio, and they feel like they can earn tribal points by just slamming an iron fist, it makes everything worse. You, you, you what is it saying? You know, flies and honey. You want to you convince people to get the vaccine? then you need only be calm and reasonable with them and leave it up to them. You can guide a horse to water, but you can't make them drink, right? And therein lies the challenge. I look back at the, you know, smallpox and um, some of these other illnesses that we've eliminated, polio, we've eliminated with vaccines. It's not a one-for-one -one comparison. I see a lot of people on the left saying, look at these things we've eliminated. That's what CNN said. And I see people on the right saying those weren't respiratory ailments, ailments with animal reservoirs or whatever. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Ultimately, I just think we're moving in a dangerous direction towards authoritarianism. It's, it's, it's hard for me on the vaccine stuff. You know what I mean? Because I, I got to tell you, I got to be completely honest. I'm a big fan. They're, they're talking about with mRNA technology, HIV vaccines. I mean, this is when I, when I first heard about mRNA stuff, I was like, this is really amazing. It's like really cool technology. It's been around since the 80s, I guess. But they've been, you know, working on it and developing it. And so because of COVID, they're like, we're going to operation warp speed. We're going to rush this one through. I'm not saying there's a negative. I'm saying we a lot of people want to want to see like a 10 to 20 year study. But that, that's why I think it's your choice. Ultimately, I'm just I've got tremendously positive uh, feelings about what the technology could lead us to. And unfortunately, there. The authoritarianism is making me 
pessimistic about what's going to happen in the future because they're basically like ruining a great opportunity. There's a lot of people who don't like the mRNA stuff. I, I get it. I don't know. You know, uh, if you read, look, I'll put it this way. Dr. Chris Martinson, brilliant guy. We had him on Timcast IRL a couple times. And, you know, he told me about alternative treatments. And I looked up studies and there's conflicting studies. So it really comes down to, do you trust the government or not? Do you trust the medical institutions or not? Do you trust your doctor or not? And I'm like, I'm a bit of a trusting individual. Uh, I don't believe in conspiracy. I, I, I don't, I, I typically don't lean towards conspiracy theories. I certainly think uh, things should be investigated, not blindly followed. The problem we have in the mainstream is you're either 100% for everything the government says or the media and the government's always lying. I'll explain, right? Probably the easiest way to understand my view on this is I, I use the New York Times. I use the AP like as sources. I use CNN. I just don't trust them all the time and have to fact check them. But for the most part, you can see that, you know, CNN's bad, let's be honest. But the New York Times is just somewhat bad. You know what I mean? And that's kind of how I view the world. I lean towards a bit more trust. Tell me I'm wrong. That's fine. I don't know how else to live. I can't live in a world where I think everyone's out to get me or you can't trust anything. And I certainly can't live in a world where you're trusting, you know, random blogs. So what do you do? Trust, but verify. It's the easiest way to put it. I have a lot of friends who got the vaccine. I have a handful of, uh, of stories about adverse reactions, bad ones. Uh, the good news is it seems like my friends seem to be doing better and seem to be, re- be recovering. But you don't hear the stories of people who are fine because they have nothing to tell you. They went and got the vaccine and they were fine. I think separate yourself from the culture war. There are zealots that want to just scream in your face and ban you. And there are zealots who want to tell you everyone's bad not to get you. And then there are reasonable skeptics who say, make a choice that makes sense for you because we want to, we want to leave the choice up to the individual and we want to keep personal responsibility as a factor here. I hate talking about this stuff, you know, and I'm sure, I don't know how many people who watch care to listen, but I'll tell you this. Airplanes, trains, we can't, we can't stand for that, man. We just can't. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up tonight at 8 p.m. over at youtube.com slash timcastirl. Thanks for hanging out, and I will see you all then. If you live in Australia, or you know people who do, I feel bad for you. I empathize. I sympathize. The country has gone rogue. They have gone insane. They are now violating the human rights of their own citizens. And this past weekend, we saw hundreds of people get arrested and fined because they were protesting the draconian lockdowns. They're telling people they can't leave their homes. They're telling people they can't protest. They're telling them they can't go about normal business. They're arresting people for visiting friends. They're arresting someone for being sick and leaving his house. They arrested and fined a bunch of teenagers for hanging out on a beach. There, look, while you weren't paying attention, while we were all sitting back, I mean, most of us were paying attention, those watching, I mean, but while most people were sitting back and ignoring the world, Nazis took over Australia. And you think I'm joking? No, I, I genuinely mean it. These are not, this, this, is a, this is overt authoritarianism. It is so bad right now in Australia. They have shot and killed rescue dogs from TimCast.com. Rescue dogs shot and killed in Australia to prevent volunteers from traveling during COVID. Dogs waiting for homes in an animal shelter in New South Wales have been shot and killed to prevent people from traveling to pick them up during COVID. Do you think that it's going to stop here? 
It's not. In, in, I, I want to work my way through this, but look at this. From the Brisbane Times, Brisbane quarantine hub given green light, but unlikely to open until 2022. They're building camps and one of them won't be done until 2022. Do you think the pandemic is going to stop anytime soon? Australia has lost the plot. If we don't speak up now, we will find ourselves in similar situations. To exemplify just how screwed up everything is, you need to hear this. A news report from Nine News in Australia. Charlotte tweeted, what have I just watched? Whether it be a PSYOP propaganda or not, this is the kind of thing being shown on Australian news channels. Let me play this video for you. Just listen. It's those doing the wrong thing driving our record case numbers. Among the most concerning cases, a COVID patient who's tonight on the run from a hotspot. Police and health authorities have issued an urgent appeal. Anthony Caram knows he is COVID positive when he steps into this public lift. Already breaking so many rules, he doesn't bother to cover his mouth as he sneezes and splutters. I'll just stop right there real quick and say, still kind of a dick move. If you're sick, don't go in an elevator and spit and sputter. I don't think you should be arrested for it, but I mean, kind of a dick move, but let's play more. The 27-year-old is still infectious, but has gone missing from his Wentworth Point apartment. A warrant now issued for his arrest. This 27-year-old chap who apparently has expressed the view that he doesn't care less whether he spreads the virus is one example of the worst of the worst. There's little sympathy for anyone ignoring the health orders. Even this group of teenagers caught partying after dark at the bottom of the North Bondi Cliffs. Herded to higher ground by Polair's spotlight and speaker, the eight boys were placed in handcuffs and left to explain a $1,000 fine to mum. Uh, 681 penalty infringement notices issued in the last 24 hours, more than 400 of those notices were again for people being outside of their home without a reasonable excuse. Sideline Sharks player Josh Dugan denies lying to police when he was found a long way from Sydney. The 31-year-old stopped at 11.30 last night in Lithgow, where he allegedly told officers he was moving to the area and feeding animals before admitting to visiting a friend. Before admitting to visiting a friend. All right. Let me stop right there. I'll tell you what I think happened. I think the dude has a minor intention, probably. Uh, you know, he, he wants to move to the area, so he's checking out uh, the place, probably feeding animals, and said, you know, he was visiting a friend. Now, they say he admitted to visiting a friend. This is what you got to understand. Why would he want to move to the area? Could it be his friend lives there? Could it be he went to the area to check it out and see if it's a place he wants to live and met up with his friend and then told them that, and now they're accusing him of lying? This is... This is not the worst of it. I mean, the guy with the he warrants. The passenger turned back to Sydney only to be pulled over a second time traveling in the wrong direction. The NRL is investigating and criminal charges could be laid. It's getting harder and harder to hide if you're doing the wrong thing, especially in the construction industry. A crackdown following on from the recent shutdown. Workers sent home if their paperwork isn't in check. It is a struggle, but it's, um, you know, it's just what has to be done. Like, nobody likes telling people to go home. They've all got families to feed. Our cameras roll. I'm going to stop right there and point something out. That man who just said it's just what's got to be done is the problem. 
You know, I was having a conversation with uh, the libertarian fellows we had on the on the IRL podcast the other day, and we were talking about mom and pop shops that are being me- negatively impacted by what's happening in New York with the mandates. And, uh, you know, uh, one of these guys said, you know, I-, I hope the mom and pop shops don't get hurt by this. And I said, I hope they do. I absolutely hope they do. The snowflake doesn't blame itself for the avalanche. Did you just hear what they're talking about doing, what, what they are doing on Australia? And how is it possible regular people and mom and pop shops will get on their knees for the fascists, for the, the, the authoritarian regime? It is only when regular people simply stand up and say no and nothing else that it stops. It is only because people keep bending the knee. If every single person just said no, no, it'd be over. Where do we go from here? My friends, I give you from the Daily Mail, South Australians returning from Victoria will be forced to put up signs on their door, marking them as potentially COVID infected while they quarantine. The invasive requirement is among harsher conditions for entering the state from Victoria as the outbreak grows by 65 on Sunday. Those who cross the border after 6 p.m. need a specific exemption after the outbreak in Melbourne spread to regional areas and put all of Victoria back in lockdown. The lockdowns are by choice. Okay, no one did anything. No no regular person did this. The government did it. And they say, oh, but, you know, it's for health and safety. Did you think there would be no excuse for the authoritarian takeover? Did you think when you read every one of those nightmare dystopia novels that they just blinked into existence, that one day it was democracy and one day it was fascistic takeover? Or could it have been over 10 or 15 years? Did you read the history of the Soviet Union or Nazi Germany? It did not just happen overnight. And so this is the problem. When you point out things like this and say, look at the horrifying things they're doing, what happens? People say, well, we're not doing that. Oh, in the US, we're not shooting rescue dogs. Uh, That's Australia. They're crazy. Was Australia not at the point we are several months ago? Could we be walking down the same path? Yes. And they take a look at history. They take a look at the Spanish Civil War. And I've talked about the potential for civil war, civil conflict, or balkanization, whatever. I don't know. Whatever ends up happening, something, conflict. And people say, oh, yeah, but during the Spanish Civil War, I mean, people were shooting at each other and it was crazy. And I'm like, do you think one day people walked outside and started shooting? No. It was a gradual change gradually, then suddenly. What did we see just this past weekend in Portland? A shootout. Not the first time. Last, we've had a couple instances where people have died. This time, you have people engaging in a street skirmish, and now they're bringing live ammo. So where does that lead us to? I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. But I think this, I think Antifa are agents of the state. They support the establishment. They have beaten people up in defense of state mandates. They are not anarchists. They are statists. They are authoritarian statists. And they are effectively privateers for the state. So that when Antifa goes out and beats people, the state can say, these criminals, oh, geez. You know, so it's no wonder why the media doesn't come after them. Let's take a look at what's happening in Australia. And then we'll talk about the quarantine camps, which are next. As you saw in that news segment I played for you, one uh, 31-year-old man, an athlete, is potentially facing criminal charges for visiting a friend. Yeah, that, that's it. That's Australia. From TimCast.com. The town Cobar 
has no recent cases of COVID. And the rural outback respite rescue shelter had a plan in place to transport them safely. One of the dogs was a new mother to a litter of puppies. The government, uh, they say OLG has been informed the council decided to take this course of action to protect its employees and community, including vulnerable aboriginal populations from the risk of COVID-19 transmission. The government agency added that they are investigating to see if the killings violated companion animal and cruelty prevention laws. A source who is familiar with the arrangement said the shelter volunteers are distressed and had COVID safe measures in place to handle the dogs, one of which was a new mother. The Morning Herald report says, according to New South Wales, New South Wales Health, There have been no recent locally acquired COVID-19 cases in Cobar, although fragments of the virus have been found in the area's uh, area's sewage sewage system. One of the local government uh, office of local government minister Shelley Hancock has declined to comment. Animal rights groups are calling for an urgent investigation into the matter. We are deeply distressed and completely appalled by this callous dog shooting. And we totally reject council's unacceptable justifications that this killing was apparently undertaken as part of COVID safe plan. So this is why I show you this. One, the depravity. I understand putting dogs to sleep. I don't understand these do- uh, when dogs are rescued, shooting them. I show this story so you understand the depravity, as well as the willingness to do whatever they want in the name of COVID. What does this have to do with, with, with a virus or a pandemic? It has everything to do with just exercising the power they want and having an excuse to do it. Back at the mark your house requirement article, they say the signs will also apply to residents who already return home and are still self in self self isolation. Those returning to South Australian residents who are currently required to quarantine at home will be able to still to still return to South Australia and quarantine at home. Police Commissioner Grant Stevens said, however, they will be given a quarantine sign and be given a personal direction by an authorized officer to display that sign on the front of their premises they're quarantining, quarantining at for 14-day period. The new rules sparked anger and confusion as they made getting back to South Australia more difficult and time-consuming, locking many out for months. Here's the sign. Health alert. This household is currently self-quarantining. No visitors allowed. Please knock and leave any deliveries at the door. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Quote, I waited over three weeks for an exemption to be told I now have to hotel quarantine. So this information about signage at your resident of isolation is confusing and misleading. One person relocating from country uh, New South Wales posted online. Another added, my partner who was genuinely relocating after finishing up a job in regional Victoria and who had applied for an exemption border clearance well over a week ago hasn't had any correspondence back and is now unable to return at all. I'm all for keeping South Australia safe. He intends to do the right thing, but can't leave without the paperwork. It's just so frustrating. Stop saying that, you pathetic losers, doing the right thing. Just because someone in government says it doesn't make it legal, doesn't, and it doesn't even make it moral. There's a big difference between statutory law, executive decree, and ethics. Just because it's legal doesn't make it right. Just because an executive mandate, it doesn't make it legal. 
But these people keep saying the same thing because they have had their spines forcefully removed. Well, you know what? There's a big difference between the American spirit and the Australian spirit, because the Australian spirit is apparently to lie down and roll over and just get trampled on. Pathetic. You know what? I suppose they say it's what a self-correcting problem, I guess. If the people of Australia are not willing to stand up for human rights, then they don't get them. But why should that matter to the rest of us when they don't stand up for their own rights? I can't expect someone else to fight uh, to, to, to help themselves if they don't want to. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. You can take a horse to Harvard, but you can't get him to study, can you? I don't know what that last one is, but I've heard it before. I guess it's meant to be a joke about impossibilities. People in America are very different, but we're facing similar things. And if you think that's not true, my friends, you are sorely mistaken. It's coming here. New York, by September 23rd, in about one, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, September 13th, in only about three weeks, what's going to happen? If you have an underlying health condition or a potential health condition, and that's barring you from getting the vaccine, I'm sorry, there's no exemption for you. That means your job is obligated to fire you. How many companies are going to start firing people before then? Enforcement begins September 13th, but the mandate is in place now. And they have a grace period saying you can do as you're told or you can get a fine. But don't worry, the fine won't come until after the 13th. How many people are going to lose their jobs? In Australia, it's a lot worse, admittedly. But are we only a few months away? Have you seen the CDC talking about shielding one of their approaches to dealing with the pandemic? They said, perhaps we separate people into specific rooms of their houses. If that doesn't work, we'll separate one of the houses from a neighborhood. That house will be the quarantine house. And if that doesn't work, we'll set up camps. Their word, not mine. They said camps. They will put people in camps. That's on the CDC website. Over here in Australia, or I should say over there in Australia, you have this website, Victorian Quarantine Hub, protecting the community from COVID-19 with a purpose-built quarantine facility. Huh. Project summary. That's right. The new hub will also be designed with relocatable cabins so that it can be utilized for our alternative and future needs, including ongoing quarantine arrangements, crisis accommodation, and other emergencies. They're building a 3,000-bed concentration camp. I love it. They're gonna, I've already had people say, no, come on. Oh, you're, it's too much. It's not a concentration camp. It's a quarantine facility because people were quarantining in hotels. Why are people quarantining? Why? We, we, we are seeing now, they're saying you need a booster shot. It looks like the uh, initial predictions by some of our top governmental agencies was correct. This may become a yearly illness and we need to learn how to live with it. And what I, what I mean is not accept the virus. No, 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 no. I mean, how do we adapt to it? We can't just say, shut the world down. We're done. Everybody go home. It's over. It's all over. Lock everybody down. Arrest them. No more traveling to your friend's house. Is that it? You're just giving up? That's what it is. You know, a lot of these people in government, this is what happens when you elect despots and, and spineless uh, cultists. We have it here in the U.S. That's why New York is doing it. Bill de Blasio is a wingnut crackpot. He's insane. He's genuinely an insane person. And uh, Cuomo is as well. These people, what, the, so I, I, 
I, I suppose sociopath is probably a better word. We'll say soci- sociopath because they certainly are calculatory. They have the ability to to form uh, um, equations and make plans. But they are sociopathic in that their only desire is for self-gain. Only. Bill de Blatt doesn't care about you. He doesn't care about anyone but himself. Same thing with Andrew Cuomo, which is why Cuomo decided it, it made sense to put nursing home patients with, uh, to put COVID patients in nursing homes. Why would he do that? He knew it was going to kill a bunch of people and did it anyway. So when we look at what's going on in Australia and someone says to you, oh, it's a lot worse there than it is here. Yes, as I said, but you can also make the argument it's actually worse here. You just say, well, you know, to be fair, I don't know if anyone in Australia killed 15,000 people. You know, Cuomo did. He literally did. Now they're talking about building these camps. When will the hub be built? The project is currently in the planning stage with construction anticipated to begin in September 2021. We anticipate that the first stage of the hub, which will provide 500 beds, will be operational in 2022. Do you think that they're building a quarantine hub in 2022 because there won't be a pandemic? Or do you think they believe there will be or they're just going to exploit the crisis to take you from your home and put you in a concentration camp? I'll put it this way. When the train cart comes, don't get in it. When the bus pulls up and they say, everyone all aboard, don't get in it. We saw this throughout history. There is a certain, there, there's a line. The people in Australia began protesting. And so I have, you know, respect to these people who are standing up for their rights. I'm not a fan of uh, violence, but I suppose the issue is very, very different with, with, with Antifa versus regular people. With Antifa, they come out. And they want to overthrow the government because they want a communist utopia. Okay, well, stop attacking our stuff. It's, 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 these are the commons. They attack innocent people who are speaking. These people, I don't agree with the violence. I don't agree with clashing with cops. And I think it's bad for you across the board. But this is very different. These are regular people protesting the government coming and rounding people up and building concentration camps. The left likes to claim that the immigration facilities were concentration camps. And this is the game they're going to play. They're going to argue that People on the right were, were defending the police and ICE when they had concentration camps, but now they're mad about Australia when they're just trying to keep people safe. I don't believe Australia is keeping people safe. They, they, you can talk about their intent. I don't know their intent. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But they've certainly lost their minds. They're burning down their system, and maybe that's, maybe that's it. The AP reports more than 250 people who were protesting COVID lockdowns in Australia were arrested Saturday. And many faced fines for defying health orders. At least seven officers were treated for injuries. Not a fan of that. After skirmishes broke out at some of the protests, which took place in multiple cities nationwide. The largest, most most violent protest was in Melbourne. Many were organized by people in encrypted online chat groups. Sydney has been in lockdown for two months, while Melbourne in the capital, uh, Canberra, went into lockdown earlier this month. Under the new rules of the lockdown, people are mostly confined to their homes and have limits placed on their social interactions. There's a line, I guess, when the government is building concentration camps, actual ones for its own citizens, I think there is a a duty to resist. And there's a hard line. What you need to understand is that when it comes to violently clashing with cops is that will always be used against you. It will be used to scare regular people into defending the government lockdowns. I've explained this before with Antifa. When Antifa comes out and attacks innocent people, those people de- demand more authority for the government and police to deal with it. 
And that's what I'm worried about. The drive towards authoritarian authoritarianism being driven by far left extremists. Now, as for these people protesting COVID lockdowns, I think the lockdowns are draconian and a violation of human rights. I respect people protesting. For that matter, I respect Antifa and Black Lives Matter right to protest. But protesting is different from fighting with cops. In this instance, there are regular people who are scared and ignorant. And when they see clashes, that is propaganda to be used against you. So it's difficult. But ultimately, I think nonviolent civil disobedience and mass noncompliance are the way to actually accomplish these things. And I mean it. What are you going to accomplish by injuring somebody? You're not. But if 10,000 people just said, we're going to go out and we're going to go about our lives like normal. Mass noncompliance. The system only operates if you give to that system. You are holding up the, the, the throne for the despots. Simply put it down. And maybe when you, re- when you let go and there's a little rock on the, on the throne and the king gets mad and they look at you. Yeah, maybe you'll be made an example of. But at least you'll know that you stood up for yourself and you stood up for others. Otherwise, what's happening in Australia is going to get bad. Oh, you think it's bad now. Wait until these hubs are set up. Wait until they say this person is suspected of having COVID. So we're going to go send them to a camp. Because it's coming. It's funny. Call me crazy and all that. But look what we're staring at right now. Look what they did. Look at what they did. Shooting dogs. You don't think that they're, they're, they're going to lock you up in their well, alternative quarantine hub? They're going to. Pay attention. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 4 p.m. at youtube.com slash TimCast. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. I don't want to say that it's getting crazier out there in Portland with the clashing between the left and the right, because it's not like we're seeing as much of the conflict as we saw in the past few years, but it still is getting crazier. Gunshots. Apparently, there were two people shooting at each other. Someone's been arrested. It kind of looks like the guy who got arrested was an Antifa guy. There's another video where there's a younger man being yelled at by an older guy. And these are Antifa people. And the older guy is saying, if you don't know when to draw your weapon, and it sounds like Antifa has shown up with guns. There are other reports that Antifa is walking around with AR-15s and other kinds of rifles. And one Antifa guy claimed on social media that Antifa positioned snipers in Portland and then deleted his account. So I'll start it because there's a uh, right wing group that wanted to have a summer of love. Apparently a permanent rally where they were going to speak. And Antifa, of course, can't allow that and then started uh, attacking the rally. And thus you see Proud Boys and other right, uh, you know, other other it just I don't even know what to call it. Right wing groups. Uh, they started clashing. And now Antifa is using it for propaganda rather effectively because I don't think the right understands how the media game is played. You know, I was sitting on, I'm, I'm browsing Reddit as I normally do. And Reddit, of course, is very left. You know, the, the, the general feel of it. It's not always. There's, there's other subreddits that are more right wing. And there's, a, there's a, a photo of a tipped over vehicle with a handicap sign on it and some, you know, right wing looking dudes pushing on it. And it said, uh, you know, it said Proud Boys knock over handicap van or whatever. Well, it turns out the actual story is that apparently the the van drove into the right wing protest. And uh, we don't I, I don't know if it's an intentional attack by vehicle, but I would assume if the Proud Boys were fighting with it, there was something going on and they flipped the vehicle over. I'll tell you this. It's all really, really dumb. 
And the, I, I don't think the people on the right realize the game they're playing, as I, as I stated, and thus they'll keep losing. I mean, they may be proud of themselves for getting a symbolic victory by pushing back violent attackers, but in the end, they just lose the long game because they don't understand. A photo emerges of them knocking over a handicap vehicle. That's what Antifa is doing on purpose. And so long as there is no tact and no strategy to what they're doing, they will keep being called the aggressors and the bad guys. There was one report, I think it was Reuters. It said far right groups clash with left wing groups. Antifa is not left wing. They're, they're as far left as you can get. They're crackpot authoritarians who went to a rally and attacked people. So how about the real reporting? Right wing group puts on rally. Antifa attacks it. That's it. You know, now what they do is they ignore the greater context of why it's happening, blame the right wing groups and then say, oh, you know, far right groups clash with the left. So long as these right wing groups keep engaging in this way, you're going to keep losing. It's, it's like they're, they're, they're baiting you, right? We'll, 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 we'll get into it. But I want to go over the news first because, I mean, we've got escalation. According to Post Millennial, Antifa has set up a new autonomous zone. I, I, I just can't stand. That's the other thing, too. People who oppose this stuff use the language and the definitions of the, the extremists. It's a no-go zone. Just call it that, autonomous zone, as if to imply they have any real authority to do what they do. I get it. They call it an autonomous zone. And so now people on the right just say, OK, yeah, it's an autonomous zone. No, it's a no-go zone. It's an area they barricaded off from police and people don't want to go in there. They can call it whatever they want. They can call it the happy-go-lucky fun-fun time hour. I don't care. It's a no-go zone as per the standard definition. An area where police or paramedics don't go or cannot go or refuse to go. An area that's been cut off. The Post Millennial reports shots fired as Antifa militants violently disrupt patriotic-themed event in Portland, establish autonomous zone. They say hundreds of black bloc Antifa arrived at Portland's waterfront park on, on, on Sunday to counter protest the Summer of Love, Patriots Spreading Love, Not Hate event, which was scheduled to begin at 2 p.m. However, the right wing group moved to a different location and an abandoned Kmart parking lot in northeast Portland to escape threats of violence. Look at that. You see, here, here's the issue. I'll get accused of whitewashing the far right. I certainly think it's true that there are many Proud Boys and many on the right who hold events in places like Portland knowing they will get into a fight because many of them want to fight Antifa. In fact, there was uh, the fourth degree, that's what they called it for the Proud Boys for a long time, I think they got rid of this, was that you had to like defend traditional values or America in, 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 a, in a fight. And they said, I think they changed it to be like, no, no, they meant like figurative fight. I think it initially was like a physical fight. Yeah, that's bad. And that's the problem with this. There are guys that want to go out and fight. No, look, this, I wouldn't consider this in that realm. Okay, if you want to go and have a rally in Portland and you're setting up a truck and you want to speak, I would not consider that a provocation. When certain groups go and march around Portland knowing Antifa will come out, that I take issue with. But then there's a bigger philosophical and ethical conundrum. People are allowed to protest. You're allowed to, right wing groups are allowed to march through the streets. And so the challenge is just because they know Antifa will show up, does that make them the bad guys? And well, it seems like often, or I shouldn't say often, but a lot of what Proud Boys have been doing in Portland was showing up. I shouldn't even say Proud Boys, right? Other right wing groups, Patriot Pair, knowing they're going to get into a fight. This is the stupidest thing ever. I get it. I get it. It's, it's a rock and a hard place. Do you just stop 
protesting or marching for free speech and your rights because violent brown shirts are showing up, Antifa, of course, being, you know, uh, fascistic and Nazi-like. Do you just stop because of them? No, you have to stand up for your rights. The issue, though, is strategy and tact. And if you know they're baiting you back, why do you keep walking into their traps? I'm not going to pretend to have all the answers. I'm not going to pretend to say someone is, you know, morally right or wrong. I think people have a right to pro. Well, no, I'm sorry. I shouldn't say that. Antifa clearly is wrong to attack people who are peacefully rallying. But look at the photos that, that are emerging. Look at the news stories that are emerging. Antifa is actually counter baiting Proud Boys with this because they know the media will defend them or lie to protect the, 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 the extremists. And in the end, the right wing groups will be the pariahs. So we have drone footage showing the size. Oh, man, I've been to that place so many times, that little, little, little area. Many members of Antifa were armed with various different weapons. Reports indicate that two members were seen with AR-15s and SKS rifles. Yeah, good for them. They're allowed to have them. The Portland Police Bureau announced Friday in a press release that law enforcement officers would not be intervening to protect residents from the riotous activity expected to take place. So one tweet said, Four Antifa members in Black Block walking down Portland Waterfront, Waterfront Park, two armed, one carrying an SKS, and the other an AR-15. I caught these two at a distance. Won't pursue them for better photos as I'm with my family. Okay, well, I'll tell you what. You shouldn't anyway. They're allowed to walk around with their guns. I don't like Antifa. I think they're crazy. And now someone's being arrested, but they're, you're allowed to do it. You know, look, you want to report people of weapons. I'm not, I'm not ragging on the guy for saying it. That's important. These people are getting violent and we should know. I'm not going to condemn them for having the weapons, though. Welcome to America. It's called the Second Amendment. Gunfire erupts after Proud Boy and anti-fascists openly brawl in Portland without police intervention. Do you see how these stories like uh, get labeled? What they're saying about it? Instead of saying gunfire erupts after anti-fascists attack peaceful rally. Yeah. If I set up a lemonade stand and someone comes and kicks it down, are you going to say uh, lemonade stand and man brawl in streets? You know, uh, le- lemonade uh, connoisseur. Or are you going to say man attacks lemonade stand? The media is not here to protect you. They're here to lie and make you look bad. So when I say things like this, they accuse me of whitewashing the far right because they don't want anyone telling you the truth. Look, I'll tell you this right now. I think everybody getting in these fights, it's, it's stupid. But then there's the challenge. We have to stand up for our freedom. We have to go and rally and march. And what do you do if Antifa keeps showing up? Well, I would say this. Stand up for what you believe in. Speak up. But man, you got to know how the game is played and what their goal is. It's not so simple to say I can just stand there and yell things. But that's better than nothing, I will admit, within reason. It's that first, I'm showing you this. They got the guy who's been arrested. Let me show you what the police bureau says. This on Sunday, August 22nd at 5.47 p.m., Central Precinct officers responded to a report of shots heard in the area of Southwest 2nd Avenue and Southwest Yamhill Street. Officers learned of a suspect firing a gun and a description of travel. Three minutes later, they located the suspect at Southwest 3rd Avenue and Southwest Alder Street. He was arrested and the gun was seized as evidence. Officers booked Dennis G. Anderson, 65, of Gresham into the Multnomah County Detention Center on charges of unlawful possession of a firearm and unlawful use of a weapon. Now, I don't believe this guy was right wing. Based on the photos of him, he looks more like Antifa. But what does that really even mean? I can say based on a few different tweets, 
I think it was likely to be Antifa. Andy No says Portland Antifa member John Ham 36, who tweeted that he should be shot in the head, also tweeted out that Antifa had staged snipers across downtown on August 22nd. He has quickly deleted his account. And you can see he said, yes, that there's snipers positioned and uh, he deleted his account. We have this tweet from Drew Hernandez. Portland, I will beat the F out of you. Louis Enrique Marquez was on a good one today. He was even threatening members of Antifa. This man you see on the left is holding a gun. The man coming up and yelling at him is saying, if you don't know when to, and he he points to the weapon in his hand, when to draw your weapon, a child, then you shouldn't have it. We see a young Antifa guy armed with a gun. Look, man, we haven't seen the full level of violence like we saw in the previous year. But let me let me let me tell you all something right now. Funny enough, the people who are ragging on me are establishment Democrat types, mainstream media. Oh, they don't like the fact that I'm not backed by the millionaires and the billionaires and that I'm not towing the establishment line. Interestingly, though, there are many leftists, yes, believe it or not, who are actually saying nice things about me. No, no, for, for real. You know why? It's very simple. When you're when your main line is like freedom, you know, anti-oppression and stuff like that, like the government shouldn't be oppressing people. Well, then it's hard for them to actually say anything outright negative. But when it comes to politics, Antifa tends to defend establishment Democrats, which, of course, is the fascist. Well, look, the Uniparty, they're fascists, whatever. And I, and I mean that in the Mussolini sense, lucrative merger of, of, of you know, corporation and state. Uh, you, you have right now a lull period. Right. 2020 was a massive election year, massive. And so everyone drew their tribal lines very hard. Of course, I was saying the Democrats are awful. And because Antifa said Trump was worse, I, of course, was the bad guy. Now it's cooled off a little bit as far as the far left is concerned, because we're not in an electoral politics season this year. There's nothing going on. I mean, there's some politics, but everyone's exhausted. Everyone's tired. So they're not really paying attention. And thus, the bigger issues come to whether or not police are violating their oath by cracking down on small businesses and rounding people up and general issues of liberty. So we've seen a lull in the overt violence. It's starting to pick up for obvious reasons. We're going to start seeing right wing groups start having their rallies and espousing their beliefs and supporting their politicians, especially, you know, we're not, in a few months, we're going to start see, seeing the midterm campaigns kicking up next year will be election. So this year, everyone's kind of, you know, eh, chilled out. Antifa, of course, will call all of the people on the right fascists and Nazis, and they'll start showing up and get, acting a fool. I'll start calling them fascist and Nazis, and then you'll see the escalation. So here's why I'm telling you this. The only reason I think that things have been moderately calm in terms of, you know, Antifa violence with right wing groups, it's been happening. Don't get me wrong, but it's not been to this scale. You see how bad this is going to get? There are multiple people with guns. They're now shooting at each other. I said this would happen. I I love it when they're like, Tim's predictions are always wrong. Well, often it's just hypotheticals. Sure. And yeah, often my predictions are wrong. But when I said, I see no reason for this to de-escalate, please give me one. They say, oh, you're crazy. It'll never happen. I remember three years ago saying we would get to this point. They have guns. They are shooting at each other. They're walking around with more and more weapons. They have escalated, you know, uh, beyond just paintballs and, and pepper spray. Of course, what we mostly saw in Portland was pepper spray and the right wing groups chased off the left wing groups and things like that. But now we're starting to see people with guns. And sooner or later, it's going to be 
shootouts, like overt shootouts. Now look, yes, at the no-go zone at the uh, uh, in Capitol Hill in Seattle, they they had rifles and they unloaded hundreds of rounds into a vehicle. That was extremely bad, but that wasn't an exchange of gunfire between two rival factions. That was apparently some kids joyriding getting just sprayed. We'll say that. I think we're gonna get to the point where right wing groups are going to show up with their guns. Like we, we saw a guy walking through, I think it was Portland with an airsoft and everyone was freaking out. What happens now that they brought real guns and you're going to start seeing people on the right come out with their real guns. We already are. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Add into that the 2022 midterms where you're going to have hot, angry politicking. It's going to get bad. Let me show you some. We got this from Drew Hernandez. It says Louis Enrique Mar- Marquez again led the charge of Antifa, threatening a man with a Navy veteran hat. Now, this is the important part. In this video, the guy on the left, he, he's wearing red. These are regular people. This is not, this is not a, a, a far right. This is not a proud boy. There are numerous videos of Antifa attacking and harassing regular people. In one video, There is like a woman with her dog and they're like, get out of here. You can't go here anymore. We've seen the videos. I think this is Portland where they had rifles trained on traffic. They were blocking traffic, setting up checkpoints. It will get worse next year because we're going to see a lot more. I mean, look, Portland's trending right now. We're going to see a lot more of this escalation, a lot more overt politics, a lot more political ads. People are going to get charged up more than they've been. Let's talk tact. Let's talk, let, let, let's talk tact and, and what's happening. I will uh, point out as we transition into the tact section of this video. Yes, they're calling for Andy No to be murdered. They're 187, Andy No lies. 187, that means murder. All right. We got this tweet from Drew Hernandez. Proud boys flip over an anti-phomobile that crashed near the empty parking lot, uh, a parking lot a patriot event was being held at. So what, what, what they're saying, according to witnesses, the van was used by Antifa to attack people at the event being held by patriots. There was a, a private rally, peacefully held. Right-wing groups did it. The left doesn't want them to be able to speak, attacked them. They're, they're claiming this van, which is clearly decommissioned. You can take a look. It's not an, an active use. It's got paint on it. The handicap symbol is damaged. This looks like just a used vehicle somebody had. The Proud Boys came and they flipped it. And then you end up with propaganda videos. On Reddit, r slash resist. Proud boy Nazis destroy a handicapped van during a Nazi rampage in Portland. This stuff appears on the front page of Reddit where regular people who don't know what's going on see it and they're going, oh no, they're scared by it. This is how they recruit. This is how they convince people to join their ranks, to join the cult. They will claim that a fight they started is the fault of the people they attacked. Now, the problem is, the right wing groups are just so easy to manipulate because their, their, their reactions are one for one. It's so predictable what the Proud Boys and Patriot Pair and other right wing groups will do that you can easily make them look like the bad guys. Oh, it is so easy. 
And that's why it happens all the time. I love that video where the, where the I think it's like Proud Boys and Patriot Prayer and the cops are blocking them and protecting Antifa. They don't get it. They don't. They see this van and they go, oh, this is Antifa van, let's flip it over. Not realizing there is now an image of a van with a handicap symbol being flipped over. They did it on purpose. And the right gets played over and over and over and over and over. In New York, when Gavin McInnes was speaking, and Antifa basically surrounded the, the building and were around a bunch of other, uh, a, a bunch of the city blocks, you know, the, basically no way out. They started a fight with, uh, with Proud Boys, or I, I should say this, they instigated a fight with Proud Boys, Proud Boys then initiated. And afterwards, the Proud Boys brag and gloat on live stream about smashing someone's head in the ground. And then when the police came, they said, we'll cooperate with the police. Antifa fled. And what do you get? Charges for Proud Boys, gang violence, four years in prison. Any news about Antifa? Nope. You know why? They ran away. They bait the right. The right takes the bait every single time. And then the press comes out and does the rest. Now, don't get me wrong. I think the Proud Boys are wrong to be doing what they're doing in, 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 in this sense, mostly because it doesn't accomplish anything. And what I mean is like flipping over the van. Why? They wanted to disable it. Okay, there's other ways. To, they could have walked up, popped the hood, and you know, pulled a, a, a spark plug or something, or, or or popped a wire or something. I get it. They just wanted to flip it over. That's the easy reaction. The one for one. Meaning, when I when, when, look, I'll tell you this. Proud boy group, right wing group, patriot prayer, whatever they want to do, they want to have a rally. I can tell you exactly what Antifa will do. But it's not so simple to say Antifa will show up and fight you. Antifa will show up and fight you in a way to make you look like the bad guy to their cameras, which they will then propagate on social media. You think, you know, there are these right wing groups. They want to they want to engage in a fight. Not not every single person, but some of them do. They're going to use that as propaganda against you. And here we go. This is what's going to keep happening. And I don't know to tell you, but I can say based on what we see in Australia and all that and what we saw, I, I can't remember which city it was. Antifa are brown shirts. They, they are agents of the state. I'm going to let that one simmer for a little bit. It's true. There was a protest outside of a hospital for like mask mandates. Antifa showed up and beat people up in defense of state mandates. That's who these people are. The right wing groups that show up are challenging the status quo. Antifa is defending the status quo. Antifa is on the side of Amazon and Walmart. The Proud Boys are not. The Proud Boys just don't understand how or I, I, I keep saying Proud Boys, these right wing individuals don't understand what they're walking into. And I think it's unfortunately because there's a lack of leadership and coordination. Antifa can cause massive damage. But you see, here's what you need to get. Antifa has the high ground. That's the easiest way to explain it. They're on top of the hill. They're fortified by their allies in media and government. And the Proud Boys and the right wing groups and Patriot Pair are on an up, uphill battle challenging that status quo of Amazon, Walmart, CNN, Antifa, etc. Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter engages in these riots with Antifa and they get their logos in video games and movies. Don't you realize they have the high ground? So you can't just storm in figuratively because that you just, they have the high ground. It's like Anakin trying to jump over Obi-Wan, wing, wing, and then these legs and arms chopped off. No, you've got to understand how the game is being played, but there's no tact or strategy. So it just feels like so long as Antifa being a bunch of dumb young guys, so long as they at least have the organizational power and allies in media, 
what's the point of, of, of engaging in this kind of stuff if you just if you're just going to lose every aspect of the conflict? To me, it's absurd. But again, I get it. People uh, want to stand up for what they believe in. And, you know, within reason, it's better than doing nothing. Of course, I always say you got to stand up. You got to fight for what you believe in. But I suppose the issue is if you were to, like, walk into a crowd of Antifa and then stand up on a pedestal and then shout your beliefs, there's a big difference between standing up for what you believe in at your job and challenging your bosses and challenging the culture and walking into a group of people who want to beat you up and then film it to make you look like you're the bad guy. It's tough. It's tough. I'm not here to come down on, on people trying to do what they want to do, but I got to point out the realities of this. It, this, this is not the only, uh, you know, look, obviously resist is a leftist. They got the, 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 the pink hat character. I saw this video on r slash all on the front page of Reddit, just scrolling in the morning. Like, that's what happens. They are good at putting out propaganda. The right is not. And so, of course, they'll accuse me of whitewashing the right simply before telling you the truth. So here's my prediction. 2022 is around the corner. We're going to start seeing campaigning. We're going to start seeing right wing groups show up saying like, yay for this candidate. And Antifa will show up and beat them. And then the media will come out and claim it's the candidate's fault. They'll claim it's the right wing groups. They're violent. They're fascists. And they're going to get the play on Facebook and Twitter and Reddit. And they are going to ideologically decimate the right unless the right figures out what's going on and learns how to actually deal with this stuff. I don't know what to say. You know, obviously they try and come after me because I do point out the realities and they say I'm whitewashing the right, like I mentioned a million times, but it's all BS. Antifa started the fight. The media then blames the people who got attacked. Welcome to how the media works. I'll leave it there. Uh, One last thought. Just don't forget gunfire, right? We'll see how this plays out as time goes on, but I hope it, we just hope doesn't, doesn't escalate, but we think it will. I'll see you all at 1 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.